0: i mean microsoft's married to the money like every big company and and founder uh should right they follow the money they have an amazing compute platform that's massive and pretty much whenever they can sell invest in compute they're gonna do it i think that's all that's going on here microsoft invests in many 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 companies ai and not ai and in data centers
1: Hey everyone, this is Heine Sakharaisen here and welcome to Founders Weekly, where we cover the news for startup founders every single week. We got some good topics today. Uh, we are talking Reddit IPO, Microsoft's AI investment, ex unicorn Thrasio's bankruptcy, NVIDIA growth, and Google's AI pause. So we have a lot going on here. It will not be boring. So my co-host today is Hassan Basi. He's a founder, a developer, and a friend. Welcome Hassan. Thank you, Heine. Let's dive into the news. We don't waste any time here at all, so let's just get in there. So Reddit is going public. They filed for an IPO, aiming aiming to become the latest social media company to go public. The company reported a net loss of 91 million in 2023, but also saw a revenue growth of 21%. The advertising revenue exceeds around 800 million for the year of 2023. Reddit had more than 76 million average daily visitors in December, 2023. And depending on what source you look at, they're one of the biggest websites in the world, probably around top 10 of all websites in the world. So. Reddit IPO was a notable also for its approach in, in involving the community. They have taken seventy-five thousand of their users that you can buy shares for that. So that's not new. It's super interesting to see that they dedicate a part of their shares to their community. Um, with a target valuation of around five billion, it is one of the most anticipated public IPOs of the year, and for a long time actually. So, so are you a Reddit user, or what's up with Reddit and you?
0: I am. I am. I love Reddit. I use it pretty much every day. I won't give out my Reddit username because then people will judge me, but it's a, it's a great platform.
1: You like it there. I, I mean, I, I'm just, so, so Reddit is a special beast, right? Because I think some of us might find it a tiny bit hostile. Why, why do you like it?
0: I like it because it gives people the ability to discuss. So, so Reddit's strongest absolute strongest piece is its community, right? Especially when it comes to news, when it comes to things that are going on in the world, you kind of see different perspectives. People are very good at kind of upvoting things that, you know, make more sense or better cited, you know, versus anything else. You can kind of compare it to what's going on with X's community notes, except it's a lot more public.
1: Yeah. Why every time I hear about Reddit, though, there's always some kind of craziness. Reddit this and Reddit that. Why is that? Is it extreme or what's up with that?
0: Reddit is built, and not just built, it's built and ran by the community. So depending yeah. on what moderator you have on a certain sub, anything can happen. Uh, and yeah. then you, ha- you have the laws coming in that are kind of affecting everything you do.
1: Um, and are you going to buy shares in Reddit? I'm not sure. I'm not
0: sure. I'm Although I love the company, uh, first of all, Reddit's users are having a huge issue with the fact that Steve Huffman, Reddit's C- CEO, got paid $169 million uh, last year but most of that were were in RSUs were in stocks right his actual salary was was more like 300k or something the other thing is that although reddit is really strong when it comes to news aggregation i kind of fear that that's something ai is going to become really 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 good at so yeah. i'm not sure how how long that reign is going to last
1: okay so so i think we got all that but you know i'm not going to lie to you you do sound like a real redditor complaining about the ceo salary right there <laughs>
0: I I am sort of, except, again, I'm a founder, I understand these things a little bit more. I mean, compared to Apple, right, Tim Cook got paid in in cash, 3 million last year, and then got a 10 million bonus compared to Steve's 300k and 700k bonus. Uh, And on top of that, historically, we have companies in pre-IPO times getting evaluated maybe a little bit more than they should have. And that's pretty much where this 169 is coming from. So I, I take that with a grain of salt, really.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. No, I can tell you are a true Redditor. Thank you very much. So, um, <laughs> So the other thing which I wanted to mention, because Reddit was sort of the front runner of what happened to the GameStop saga uh, not too long ago, right? So it was these Redditors that went in and kept buying, which created a short... It's a long story, but from a community point of view, they'd really changed the stock market and spooked Wall Street. So is that going to have an influence here? Is that going to affect things here?
0: I think that's going to be very interesting regarding Reddit stock itself. I wonder how much people of Reddit are going to affect its own stock. In the end, it's a community, again, just like yeah. any other community. So...
1: No, I'm excited about that. I'm excited, but I think it could be a stock that could be really weird because if the community stays strong, and the, but it could also go the other way when they get really mad. Now we're mad. We're going to sell everything and it just crashes. So, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a good company and so on, but um, I'm worried about what the community can do here, both good and bad.
0: Agreed, agreed. I think it's going to be a very, very fun test uh, for, for the stock market itself.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, we're going to move on to the next one. Microsoft invests and partners with French AI company Mistral. Microsoft has formed a second AI partnership with Mistral AI, investing 15 million euros and announcing a distribution partnership. Uh, Mistral AI's new flagship is an LLM called Mistral Large, and it competes with ChatGPT4 and Claude2. So so we thought Microsoft was totally married to OpenAI, owning a part of it, and then just working with them. So so what the heck is this?
0: I mean, Microsoft's married to the money. Like every big company and, and founder uh, should, right? They follow the money. They have an amazing compute platform that's massive. And pretty much whenever they can sell slash invest in compute, they're going to do it. I think that's all that's going on here. Microsoft invests in many, many, many companies, AI and not AI, and in data centers. True. So... I think we will see even more of that coming from microsoft
1: so so there's a little bit more here to this story so let me so French finance ministry officially clarified clarifies that France was unaware of Microsoft dealing with Mistral, so so they thought maybe this was a bigger thing, but they didn 't know about it uh, secondly, uh, Microsoft publicized um some some AI access principle, a set of guidelines aimed at maintaining market competition in response to potential antitrust concerns with open AI connection. Uh, thoughts on that? I mean, this
0: goes back to EU plus regulation plus AI. And maybe we should talk about that.
1: Yeah, but let me pause you there a little bit, right? Because there's another angle here too. So um, probably a few years older than you. And Microsoft has seen a lot of scrutiny, right? Back in the 90s, they were under attack in the U.S. because of Windows, right? So, so this could just be them being super smart about this. They're, they're going to make sure there is enough competition here um, and make sure that, you know, we're not going to get into trouble. We don't want one person. We don't want everything split up. And you might not know this, uh, but uh, back in the day when Apple was in real trouble, like real, real trouble, Steve Jobs called Bill Gates and said, I need some money. And actually, Microsoft invested in Apple back, I think it was in the 90s, which is quite a funny story.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, again, what I like about Microsoft in this case is they're saying, hey, we're going to put this money in. But if there are other companies in Europe, and Europe is known, actually, for building some amazing tech, especially emergent tech, we're going to invest as well. This money is not just going to some company that we're going to push over anything else.
1: No, I think I, I totally agree. that That is super smart. Um, and... But where is Europe now? Look, If you look at the LMs, OpenEye looks like the leader. And then there is Google. Um, and I think back in the day, uh, DeepMind was European, right? Or maybe is European. But it looks like we don't have an LM right now that's leading. Where are we at?
0: So it's pretty simple, right? AIs need tons of compute. And then compute needs tons of infrastructure and energy. And Europe spent pretty much the last 20 years shutting down its nuclear plants. And a lot of this was due to massive misunderstandings and how the science works, Uh, and even now, massive misunderstanding on how AI works itself. And then you're coming up with the AI uh, Act, which is this new law kind of regulating AI uh, within Europe. Now, what is the history of of AI in Europe? Like you said, they've been amazing at innovation. You have companies like DeepMind uh, that were pioneers, actually, in a lot of the stuff we're doing uh, here. However, the problem was always go-to-market. European companies, and not just within AI, scaling startups in general has been very difficult in Europe. A lot of it has been actually due to uh, regulation, right? Uh, But also due to the fact that the market has been uh, in the U.S. Uh, Every company you speak to, even startups, right? Their dream is to go into the U.S. market because that's where the money's at. Right,
1: and and it's true, right? So 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 for us, like we're plus forty percent U.S. now because it's it's one big market. They pay incredibly well. It, it is a great great market uh, to do business when you reach a certain scale. And when it comes to investments, like you say, we can innovate uh, innovate a lot here in Europe. But when it comes to finding money for real scale, I mean, nobody thinks big like the Americans. It is amazing.
0: It it truly is amazing. But here's the Good aspect, especially if you're a small business. This is amazing for small businesses, because what does this mean? So if you look at the actual announcement, Microsoft says it's investing in Mistral in order to bring Mistral to the market. What does that mean? We're putting Mistral in Azure, and it's actually already on Azure as we speak. So they announced it, it's there. What does this mean for a small business? If you're part of the Microsoft startup program, you can now use your credits with Mistral, which is a much cheaper model that is very comparable to ChatGPT. Right, I'm sorry, GPT-4, GPT-3.5. And on top of that, what else is Microsoft doing? They invested 5.6 billion two weeks ago, this isn't like a year ago, right? In giant data centers in Spain uh, and in Germany. So they are solving kind of the compute issue that's going on in Europe. And at the same time, they're going like, hey, if you're building cool stuff, use our platform.
1: Yeah, I I honestly agree. Uh, Super smart move for Microsoft. They get a lot of PR. And by the way, tiny, tiny investment compared to where AI is, right? This is a 15 million euro investment, obviously a lot of money, but nothing compares to what this takes. So super, super smart move from, from Microsoft, I will say. Okay, we're going to move to the next one. Ex-unicorn, Thrasio, is going bankrupt. Thrasio, a pioneer in e-commerce aggregation, has filed for Chapter 11. The U.S. startup aimed at consolidating small Amazon sellers for better scale. Their latest round was $260 million, and they were valued at over a billion. Threshold's rapid growth led to it becoming one of the top 25 sellers on Amazon, uh, boasting over 300 million revenue and a portfolio of more than 6,000 products. So a few years ago, they were unicorn, hottest startup in the world, now they're bankrupt. What the heck happened here?
0: Pandemic happened and then unhappened. <laughs>
1: that's, that's pretty yeah, much
0: right. They, they raised $3.6 billion, which is a crazy amount of A lot of, of money. it was
1: debt too, right?
0: Oh yeah. Most of it was debt. And most of it was, they wanted to acquire these kind of small marketplaces or stores uh, within Amazon.
1: Yeah. I mean, the reason why I think this was an interesting story is because there's a lot of learnings here, right? So um, when things are good, be careful. I mean, don't just, don't go too crazy. And, and we've seen many of these stories. I know it. Uh, I know all the pain of this from, from our own. We did inc- Bavina, we did incredibly well uh, during the pandemic. And then we thought we could just keep going and then the, the market changed, right? This is the same thing. And if you have a lot of debt at that point, you're in trouble. Uh, I mean, we can mention someone else like Peloton and they had so Oof. much demand. They ended up building a factory for their bikes. So, so, so when things go well, Be careful, be careful.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, there is a little caveat here. In the end, this bankruptcy deal, this is a classic uh, misuse, well, not misuse. The word bankruptcy is so confusing, especially in the U.S., because what they're really doing here, they're shaving off 500 million in debt, and they're essentially going into a deal with their uh, creditors and going like, hey, shaving off 500 million. We're actually going to take on another 90, by the way. And then we're firing twenty percent of our staff and selling a whole bunch of assets. Yeah. So that's really what's going on here. So I I wouldn't worry too much about the company disappearing. Uh, in fact, they just you know said they're going to have many new plans.
1: Yeah, totally. So 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 it's it's a reset uh, of the cap table. This is a way of not destroying assets, right? So so they do these. Um uh chapter 11, it is they're, they're a different chapter but i think it's, it's this yeah this chapter 11 so so yeah i totally agree it's, it's a way of resetting it and and giving it a chance of, of survival but the story is more than hey they were a unicorn they're definitely uh like a negative value right now so so a crazy crazy story i think i cool so we're going to take a break in a second but i want to touch on some short news that we can comment on before we get there okay so Stripe is now worth $65 billion. The payment process sold some shares internally or to employee shares and the company is valued at staggering 65 billion. Apple cancels and potentially cancels electric and potentially self-driving car project. Apple has terminated this secretive project and, um, and this is reported by Bloomberg Employees have been either moved or let go. Final short story here, Instagram is growing faster than X with triple daily downloads on iOS compared to X. It doesn't mean usage, but they are growing faster and they might just catch up. So, uh, so some quick stories, there any comments?
0: Oof, I mean, I love Stripe. Stripe, if you're a founder, Stripe is an absolute It's because example.
1: you're a developer. It's built for developers.
0: Well, yeah, it's for both, right? Before no. Stripe, payment user experience sucked, especially when you're trying to integrate it. Developer user experience, well, developer experience sucked. They solved both of yep. these things in a space where that sucked. And now they are getting yep. handsomely reward, rewarded.
1: Yeah, completely. Incredible, uh, incredible work by the Irish founders, as far as, far as I remember.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, amazing, amazing work. I mean, I remember back in the day going to Stripe's landing pages and copying their designs because they pioneered these beautiful landing pages even. Uh, that's how yep. much they, they cared about design. Uh, and again, yep. they're, they're getting rewarded
1: good friend of mine has been head of design there for a long time. So I'll thank him. Awesome. Cool. So, so I, I let's uh, quickly on the Apple thing. I mean, this, I, I, don't, I don't think this is seen in public from Bloomberg is reporting this, uh, but we've been talking about an Apple car for years and years. And finally now um, Bloomberg is saying, hey, it's over. Uh, for me, uh, such a big fan of self-driving cars. I think it's super sad. Um, I mean, a year ago I was, I was driving the streets of San Francisco in a full self-driving car, uh, and now there's not much left. There's one left in San Francisco. So so I just want a, a quick comment on that.
0: Uh, I mean, you, you have two issues here. First, you have manufacturing. It's really hard. Elon Musk is yeah. very famous for saying that is the hardest thing slash 90% plus of the problems he's solving. Production uh, With, hell. with, with Tesla. Yes, exactly. Production hell. That is, you can always get an idea. You can have amazing engineers building amazing uh, cars or whatever it is, actually putting it in production is much more difficult. Uh, the other aspect is is laws. The laws are simply not catching up. Safety is nowhere near uh, where it should be, uh, kind of thing. And so that that's also cool. going to take a few more years.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting what happens there. But they've they've after many years, they've sort of said, okay, we're not going to do it anymore. Let's see what happens. And the final one here is Instagram um, threats. Are you on threats or are you on X?
0: I'm on X, but I, and I think everyone else is. Uh, <laughs> Threads has just... Again, you, you have a platform, a massive platform like Instagram. You can push as many users as you want to, to Threads. And they've been doing a whole lot of that. It, it remains left to be seen. How will they take the edge? So you're How not buying they... it? Oh, no. Oh, no. They're just really good at pushing people from one platform to okay. another.
1: They are a big platform, so they can do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you're totally wrong, but... I will say, though, I think it's been a – it is it's it is a different platform, right? It's, it's a more positive platform.
0: I, I completely agree. I think they have so much potential on X, especially yeah. if they start solving – actually, speaking of uh, Reddit that we talked about, if they can solve for community, true community, plus a text social media platform, uh, I think they can have a very huge edge over X, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And, then, you know, I'm not always – you know, meta are not always great at innovating, but they're really good at copying and executing and making things, building products, right. And getting inspired from others too. too, to, to say it in a nice way. And,
0: and buying products that are doing really well.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. We've seen, I mean, Instagram, WhatsApp, right. I mean, it's huge. So yep. when we come back, we're going to do a deep dive into AI. Hassan has extensive experience in AI and the AI stories this week are spicy. I mean, we're talking black Nazis. Yes, we don't talk politics here on this one, but we're going to talk black Nazis. So uh, so yeah, this you, you wouldn't think this is about tech, but we'll be back in a second. Okay, we are back. Usually we'd have a guest here now, but in this first test edition, Hassan has the privilege of both being co-host and guest. And... The cool thing about you is that you know a lot about AI. So this segment, we're going to dive a little bit into AI. And I know some of the people around me are sick and tired of me always talking about AI, but it is a big deal. So so um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to dive into a few stories, and then we're going to sort of talk about them. And some of them are not necessarily from last week, but but fresh stories. So, NVIDIA beats profit expectations and is now worth 2 trillion dollars. They are now the fourth most valuable company in the world. Only Aramco, Apple and Microsoft are ahead of them in value. NVIDIA's revenue more than triple with prof- profit increasing ninefold. Future projections indicate that NVIDIA revenue could triple once more. So, so why are they so important right now?
0: It's, it's pretty simple uh, and amazing at the same time. <laughs> GPUs, that's what they do. First, it happened with crypto, right, and now yep. it's happening with AI. That's pretty much it.
1: So, so GPUs, uh, so these processors made for making graphics are good for AI too. That's that's it, right? And um, and why? But why are they why are they better than anyone else? And and what's up with that? It's a competitive space.
0: It is a competitive space. However, the GPUs uh, they're building uh, are just of amazing quality. Uh, you you have their two flagship models, the A100 and H100 chip, which is pretty much being used by every single AI company in the world at
1: this point. So so there are two models, L100 or h What What are the names of the models and what are they?
0: So there's H100 and A100. These are the big ones. Obviously, there are other models as well, but these are the ones that these big, big tech companies are buying out. Uh, you know, if, if you look at some of the OpenAI presentations uh, from months ago, you saw like in one of their presentations, they were presenting a calendar. And in the calendar, all the open slots said, buy more GPUs. So that's how important <laughs> it is for these big companies. Uh, and they're pretty much buying it from NVIDIA. However, here's a very important story that happened in this field that really affects NVIDIA. So GPU is a graphics processing unit, right? Again, it was used for mining uh, back in the, well, still crypto days. uh, And now it's being used essentially to to process AI. However, there's a new company called Grok and that's not to be confused with X's Grok AI, it's G-R-O-Q. This company just released an amazing chip. And what they're calling it is a language processing unit. So not a graphics processing unit. And so that's next level. It's incredibly next level. Uh, speaking of mistrial, it was running open source's Mistral model and being able to produce over 40,000 tokens per second, that, which is yeah. insane. That's, I'm not sure
1: what that means, but still. Basically,
0: when you're speaking with even the fastest models out there, like GPT 3.5, they're giving you about 40 uh, or so wards uh, per, per minute. Uh, that's mm-hmm. pretty much, or, or yeah, per minute. This one is giving you more than four thousand. Holy shit! Yeah, so it's it's It's, so much so much faster. faster. Let's put it that way. Essentially, they are now building specific chips just for AI, whereas uh, what NVIDIA was doing was they were grabbing their already existing GPU chips, which were made again for graphics. It's in their name, and using it for AI. So I think NVIDIA is going to see a ton of competition in this space. They're definitely going to have to rethink uh, the way they're they're working with their chips.
1: Yeah so so on that how uh, this yeah this this uh, uh, there is a lot of competition there's a lot of money to be had well we see that now what kind of value they they, they have but how much are they had how long is it going to take for Qualcomm Intel whoever is in that space to to catch up
0: That's what's funny they're already behind when we talk about LPU's and on top of that you have Meta who is developing their own ship called Artemis you have Microsoft who is developing and has developed their own ship called Maya both of these chips are specifically for, again, language processing versus graphics processing. And then you have okay. OpenAI raising trillions of dollars. I'm not making a mistake, not billions, trillions of dollars to build chip manufacturing plants. So we all know where that's going. But
1: as that well. takes a while, right?
0: It does. It does take a while. However, Meta's already apparently starting to productionize it. So, yes, NVIDIA still has a few more years of La La Land. Uh, but they definitely need to up their game uh, before others start catching up. And again, in some cases, uh, beating them.
1: So, yeah, incredible story uh, about Nvidia. And you say they have some more time in what you call La La Land. Um, but you can make a lot of money in two years if you are had two years. This is this is not like a small SaaS service you built in, in, um, in a couple of months.
0: Oh, absolutely. You can you can do so much. So and, and I hope they do. A lot of companies make that mistake. Uh, yep. Back in the day, Blockbuster, right? They thought they were yeah. king. They didn't worry about it. They're in the past now. So I hope, I'm not saying they're Blockbuster, but no. they should definitely keep on innovating.
1: And we're going to touch on their CEO in a second. And apparently he is a pretty smart guy. Let's put it that way.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: We're going to move to the next one. Google Gemini paused image generation due to historical inaccuracy in pictures. Uh, Google pauses it um because of these concerns, so I'm gonna move right in here and show some pictures um, that you might find a little bit interesting. I must say, uh, when I saw them, I was like, "Like, what is this thing?" So it would, it's a, it's yeah. Let's say it's very, very interesting. Let me see if I can find it here. One second. So here we go. Yes. So you should be seeing um, a, the first picture here. Uh, so what we see here is a um, is, is basically <laughs> two pictures. One of them is a, a obviously a black person in, um, in a Nazi uniform. And, and, uh, and the next one here is also, and also some, some Asian and black people in, in uh, Nazi, uni- what appears to be Nazi uniforms. And the, the last picture I got, most of these are from Reddit, is a picture of the founding fathers, and one of them uh, being black, which historically probably is inaccurate, or we can say pretty certainly is inaccurate. So What's your take on this and, and why does this happen? And honestly, look, we don't deal with politics here. We deal with technology and, and so on. But it is interesting from a, a technology and, and sort of point of view. So, so what's your take on this?
0: I mean, it's, an, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? So first of all, it, let's not fault Gemini itself. Gemini is an incredible model. What's well, very, it's very... Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but here's the thing. Gemini is an amazing model. They've been developing it over many years. Tons of compute went into it. And what you're seeing here is actually not coming from Gemini specifically. It's also important to note. This oh, is, it's a layer on top. It's a layer on top and under kind of thing. So when you're sending your prompts, it's changing everything. So if you, if you notice, um, on top of that... Uh, okay, wait, actually, how do, what, what's a better way to explain this? So Google's Gemini team is manipulating the prompts people are sending in order to show you s- very, very specific things that the team uh, believes in. Uh, and actually, it seems like a lot of this has to do with the head of the Gemini team. Uh, he seems like a, a person with a, with a very specific uh, political agenda uh, pushing these things.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so what you're saying is, you know what? It's easier just to manipulate the prompts a little bit than change the model. So we'll just put in, when I say, show me a picture of uh, these people, and then it changes and show me a diverse picture of, is that what's happening? That is exactly. I mean, not like, as simple, but I'm trying to explain. That it. is
0: exactly what's happening. That is absolutely what's happening. And in fact, yeah. you, can, you can even tell um, th- there are funnier things happening, right? Like people were asking uh, Gemini, uh, saying things like, I'm, I'm proud to be black or Asian or anything. And <laughs> the moment someone says, I'm proud to be white, it's like a completely different answer. And. Okay. I highly doubt that's coming from the model itself. So again, there are there's very very specific. So
1: you have more trust in the model than the, than the people. That's what you're saying.
0: Absolutely. And what's, <laughs> what's 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 great about that though is that it can be fixed.
1: Yeah. 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 I guess so. Yeah. So so uh, just dig on. So they end up pausing all image generation at Google because of this, and and Sundar um, Sundar Pichai, the the CEO. Uh, said said that the biased AI response were unacceptable and promised structural changes at Google. That's pretty radical. What he's saying there, I'm going to let people go. I'm mad. Um, is that right or what, what do you think?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, here's the thing. Sandar has been criticized uh, left and right specifically around product launches. Google has just failed yet another product launch. Uh, that's not even to mention products that Google launches and then just sunsets out of nowhere uh Probably. so definitely sunder has to step it up and this is uh, a moment for him to do so i think
1: yeah and, and the let's let's the entire ai wave they should have been ahead because they were careful they lost it right they came way behind and the funny thing here is that they they um, they're adding layers of safety and stuff and this is the safety layer making it harder for you so it's it's quite a paradox right there right
0: it's incredible. I mean, they started it. They invented transformers, which are yeah. at the base of. Every they didn't have LLS. the balls to release them. It's 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 really unbelievable, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, Google is a com- actually eh, screw that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So so interesting. I mean, uh, Google has been a great product company at times, uh, but they've become too careful, and they're building sort of safeties around everything. And then at some point, safety hits you right in the head. And that's what happens here.
0: I mean, every company is building safety. Microsoft's building safety. Yeah. OpenAI is, Open is so brave. They released a model the way it is. Uh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, okay. And then Google, right, with, with BARD, they released it even worse. Like BARD yeah. was talking about uh, destroying humanity within its first week. And they were like, okay, yeah. Th- that's again part of the point of just kind of going out there, risking things, and then fixing things. Uh, and-, and that's fine. Even big companies do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, totally. Good. Let's move to the next one. And honestly, it's not that different. So, ChatG- ChatGPT goes temporarily insane. ChatGPT experienced temporary malfunctioning leading to bizarre and erratic responses. Users report instances of ChatGPT producing spooky, nonsensical, and unsettling content. So, On Reddit, there was, oh my God, we're talking so much about Reddit here today. Maybe that's gonna be every time. Someone asked, what is a computer? And I'm gonna try to read this now, but it's hard. So, So this is the answer when they ask, what is a computer? It does this as a good work of a web of art, life country. A mouse of science, an easy draw of sad few. And finally, the global house of art, just in the one job in the total rest. And it would go on like this for nine paragraphs. And this is totally nonsensical. <laughs> but but um, uh, it's just strange. How could this happen? And, and how is there a switch that says, yeah, now I'm going insane or am I going slowly insane? What's happening here?
0: I think transformers themselves are fascinating. Remember, all an LLM is or this new wave of AI, it's just a giant program that's trying to yeah, predict what is, what is the next word. That's it. Here's a whole set of words. What do you think this next word should be? And if you just heard Heini, if you, if you listen
1: to it, It would be my last name.
0: It makes sense, like, like in terms of, oh yeah, these words kind of go together, True. but then yeah. the meaning doesn't make any sense. And that's yeah. a lot of what's going on here. Uh, another thing is that OpenAI is always experimenting with what's called their system prompts, right? Again, they built yeah. this model that's giant and then they tell the model behind the scenes this is what you should do. You are an open AI model. Don't do this. Do that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And sometimes the slightest change in a system prompt can have massive impact, <laughs> like like what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, and and in this case, when when this pops up on Reddit, it could just be a corner of all of this. Everyone think, oh, ChatGPT is going insane for everybody. That might not have been the case, right?
0: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. No, it, it's no. it's uh, again, it's it's. Uh, when you enter information or when you enter a prompt into a model uh, you're, you're it's not very deterministic you don't know what you're going to get out of it and sometimes edge cases happens
1: yeah um and, and so so from the outside looking in i also think like okay are these guys fragile should we be worried about that
0: no not at all not at all okay. again uh, the entire idea of determinism uh, in AI is, is simply a, a problem that OpenAI is trying to solve for, uh, but it's also a problem everywhere else, which is part of the reason why, until this day, yes, you can use AI for so many things, but you can never trust it 100% to always give you the right thing.
1: Okay, okay. So, so um, obviously, we don't know this yet, but what do you think specifically happened? Did someone release a piece of code?
0: I... I. I really think what simply happened is uh, they were experimenting with the system prompts. In fact, earlier this year, uh, ChatGPT was lazy. And then when people looked at its system prompt, which with some uh, weird prompts, you can get it. They were like, oh yeah, of course it's lazy because they were telling ChatGPT, hey, if someone asks you for seven paragraphs, only respond with three things like that. Now, what they were trying to do is to save on the tokens and make it more efficient. What ChatGPT as giant model ended up understanding is I'm lazy now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I read about this too, which is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So uh, they, they, someone said that um, you could actually push it. When it said, I'm lazy, you say, Hey, I'm paying 20 bucks. And, and there, there was one, someone had said, they just said, bro. And then it came with the real answer. Yes. That, yes. Well, that's insane. Right. I love
0: that. I love because it shows you how LLMs work. Because this LLM and its massive database of things saw that when people are talking on the internet and someone says "bro," then they go, then they become more serious and they just give the answer. So it was like, okay, exactly.
1: (laughs) I I should do that with you if you give me a poor answer. Just say "bro," it works. It works. It it does work. But that's amazing. (laughs) That is really amazing. Okay, so we're gonna go on a short break in a second, and when we get back, we're gonna have some listener questions we will be right back. Okay. So, so, so we're back. Um, and we're this now, it's part three, we're talking community and questions. So we're talking community because I'm going to tell you a little bit about this podcast, what I'm doing with this podcast, how I want to build it with the people listening, if anyone is listening. Um, but on the break here, we had some issues with the, um, with the podcasting software and, and Hassan was pointing fingers at everybody else and it turned out it was his computer. Because he's a developer and he's got eight web servers and two LMs running on the computer. What, what did you have running on your computer?
0: Uh, so the biggest thing is uh, there is this uh, program called Olama. And what Olama is, is it's something that actually anyone can use. You can use it. It uh, doesn't need a developer to use it, basically. And it allows you to run any open source model uh, into it. Very, you literally oh. just download the model. And you put it into Olama, and then you can speak to it, uh, give it pictures, depending on what the model does. And you don't have to do all that crazy setup. Uh, so it's really amazing. If you're trying to experiment with open source, it's models, like a
1: framework around it all. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just like a just an app, right? Instead of going okay. in and be having to be a developer and all of this, just get this program, go and find whatever model you like, put it on there, and it'll set everything up for you. And it even has. But it some turns nice out it uses
1: quite a lot of resources.
0: Yes, especially for what I was trying to do with it. And I'm not going to yeah. mention what I was trying to do.
1: No, let's not go there. So, so, uh, so and this is available for macOS and, and Windows?
0: Yes, it's available on everything.
1: Okay, cool. So we're moving on here. We got a little bit sidetracked by this, uh, uh, the computer that was stuck there. But we are on again. Um, so we have two questions. And obviously, if you want to ask us questions, you know, write comments, write reviews, do all those things. Send us an email. Um, but, the, uh, the two questions, the first one is something I already did a video on because I keep getting it. Um, should I do an AI startup right now? Um, and yes, there are a lot of AI startups out there. So I want to hear your opinion about that.
0: Oh, I, I love this question. Uh, for me, I think there are essentially two ways of doing an, an AI startup. The first one is an AI startup. So I, I'm talking a company that builds models and deep tech and all of that.
1: That's, that's going big, right?
0: That's hard. It's also expensive, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're going to do that, yes. If you have the money, amazing. Do it. Um, the other one is essentially utilizing the AI that's out there. Now, here's the thing. Uh, and, and please, editor, if you see this, uh, you know that meme where someone's like slapping someone? If, if there's another company yeah. that comes and says, I'm going to add a chatbot to my company and then say we're using AI, I'm going to go crazy. Right. (laughs) Especially because the power of AI is incredible. So LLMs are not just a chatbot. LLMs can give you structural data back. That means you can ask it questions regarding your data or whatever it is. And it can give you very, very, very solid answers. So people building AI apps around LLMs are going to see so much powerful things. You can aggregate data. You can give your users experiences you never even thought of and much, much easier.
1: Totally, I get that. So so here's the concern, right? The concern is either that ChatGPT OpenAI releases that feature a month later after I spent six months building it, or someone builds it on the ChatGPT platform. What do you, what do you say about that?
0: Exactly, because people are thinking about the chat user, sorry, they're thinking about the chat uh, user interface. They're thinking about just people going back and forth. But how amazing would it be if I almost just gave away this product that I'm working on, and I don't want to do that. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, we're excited. We'll hear about that later.
0: But you know what? Actually, let, let's. I'm, I'm going to give it away. So I might be working on on something that essentially helps you with, with your mental health a little bit, and it's going to come in and visualize everything and aggregate everything. So the entire user experience of the user or specifically the user interface, what the people are seeing uh, is actually amazing graphs, amazing uh, graphics uh, where they're... Okay again, having a much, much easier understanding of their mental health and what's going on, there's no chat anywhere there. On the server side, yes, I'm asking, I don't know, GPT-4, da-da-da stuff, and I'm getting back structural answers. If you're thinking about working with this, Google AI functions or GPT-4 functions, let's just say, uh, and you're gonna start getting somewhere. You can tell your LLM to give you back structured data. This is
1: very important. Yeah. Which is amazing, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, so uh, when I did the video, did you ever see my? Video? I did this six months ago. Did you see the video? Which one? The AI one. The one uh, I have called it. If you were building an AI startup, watch this before. You might not have seen I,
0: it. I, I think I saw it. I just forgot what, yeah. the the takeaways.
1: Yeah, that is disappointing. <laughs> I will say that very.
0: Disappointing. <laughs> I think I just forgot.
1: Yeah. So so um, I mean, it, it wasn't really rocket science, but but um i think my conclusion was somewhat what you just said you so my my conclusion really either go really big or go super niche and, and going big is something look someone's got to do that and 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 by the way this mistral company in in france it's quite impressive it's a relatively new company that's not getting a yeah. bit so these guys are apparently good so they're going big or go niche uh, meaning now i'm going to serve a smaller thing and do it really really well so ChatGPT doesn't build this feature tomorrow. The in-between where, hey, look, it's obviously someone else is going to build this uh, a month from now. So don't even try to build a startup on top of that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, right, here's, here's some water, right? I can build a company that yeah. helps me figure out exactly how much water I need every day by building an amazing water app and then using the LLM to kind of answer some of these questions. I'm not gonna be replaced by ChatGPT or whatever, because it's not just a chat question. People need to think outside the box a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and go really, yeah, exactly. But obviously the other part, you also still need to have a big enough market. So, so strictly one of going niches is, is that. Yes. So finding the right balance uh, right there. Uh, on this question, anything else you wanna talk about on this? So, so what is the answer? Should I do an AI startup right now?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. The, I think no, the, the right. absolute solid answer is do it, you simply are able to do so much more with technology now with so much less. That, that's, uh, think of LLMs okay. as a new API that you can use, a new tool. Yeah.
1: The, the craziest API you've ever seen, right?
0: Exactly, that can do yeah. anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So exciting, we're gonna talk more about that forever, I guess, so, this, yes. so the next question here is, um, well, it's related to a new story. So CEO of Nvidia, uh, Jensen Huang, said that children should not learn to code, but rather let AI or leave it to AI. Now, that is quite controversial because for years and years, we've said we need to teach our children to code. And that's all going to be amazing. He's saying, nah, forget about that. AI can do that for you. So, so what do you think about that?
0: I mean, it's, it's funny. Uh, please listen to him because I'm not means... sure he's trying to be funny. I know, I know, but yes, listen to him because then uh, my job will be super needed because there will be uh, less supply of developers. However, uh, I, I think there is a bit of a, I'm not, I'm not obviously he doesn't absolutely know uh, what the future holds and neither do I. Uh, however, the definition of, of coding and programming is also very much misunderstood by most people. It's not some rocket science thing. A lot of it is a, it's, it's a language, it's a conversation. And yes, that language might become AI. However, when we're talking about scaling technology, building uh, big systems, uh, even figuring out how to build an application, what the point of doing it is, a lot of these things are going to be uh, universal. Now, at the same time, do I think code itself is going to go away? Probably not. I think what it will allow us to do is, yes, the the very foundations uh, of, let's say, applications, startups, whatever it is. Are still are, are probably going to get built by AI but then going in and getting that little edge is still going to need uh, some some programming knowledge
1: yeah I, some some tech guy I know well says well it's just another machine that needs maintenance right yeah okay. um, which is which also there's some truth in that right absolutely absolutely and and um, another statement that that I heard recently was what is going to be the most common programming language 10 years from now you know what it's going to be
0: English. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's the best part. That's the best part.
0: People say English, but it's, but that's one of the things that is very underrated about all LLMs is they are language agnostic.
1: Yeah. Which is amazing. So I I don't know this already. I'm from a small uh, uh, country called the Faroe Islands with 50,000 people and obviously nothing. What I mean, Microsoft wouldn't translate Windows to Faroese. There's fifty thousand people, and maybe another fifty thousand living in the world that use the language. So, but these nobody ever taught this system English, the, the Faroese. It still, it but still it does, and uh, it doesn't do it well. I'll, I'll let me put that out there. But it, but what we see now is always the worst model. So where is it going to be five, ten years from now? It's going to be fluent in Faroese and every single language in the world. So. It is just, it is mind-blowing what it can be.
0: I'll I'll give you an even uh, crazier example that I saw the other day. Someone found an Amazonian language that's used by like literally 25 people. And this language, uh, some researcher at, I think, MIT had a language key. And you can do that. I think almost every language has a key of like, this is what the language is. So all they did, and you can do that right now, actually, is they put it in the context of the AI. They just told the AI, hey, translate Uh, I think some giant research paper or something from NASA to this Amazonian language. And this is the key of the language, by the way, you have access to it. And it did it What do you say? Sorry, what does that mean?
1: You have to explain that. What is a key? Uh,
0: So a key to a language is essentially a dictionary, but from one language to another. Uh, And not just a dictionary. I think it includes like the words, the grammar, stuff like that. So it's basically, you know, a little, this is how this language works. Linguistic wow. people probably know more than me, but that's. And then it
1: translated. How did I go?
0: Literally perfect.
1: It's crazy. So this is this is this is really. I mean, th- this is wild. And, and you know we think technology gets in the way. And what about the small language? What all the? There is advantages and there's disadvantages. And, and uh, for this one, there is a lot of interesting stuff coming up. We have to be careful with it, but but it's incredible what it can do. So so. Uh, Absolutely. Cool. But back to the kids. Hmm. should we learn look uh, do you have any kids no that you know of not, not, well, not that i know of <laughs> so mine are too big it's too late for for influencing that but uh, should we learn them to code or not
0: why not i mean i mean here's the thing right now and not just right now i think looking into the future you have to ask yourself will i have a competitive advantage of knowing how to code or not I think the most likely answer is yes. Even even if we have AI coding for us, I still it's this think fundamental understanding. right? Yes, you having a fundamental understanding of coding and how it works is still going to give you a giant, uh, simply competitive advantage, and not just uh, in business. I think in life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. It's just it's just it's this logic thing which is really really good, um, but but a few years from now am i going to build an app or something by just chatting you can you can already get very close right now yeah but yeah but like for real is it going to be useful
0: i think again back to tesla it's one thing building something it's another thing productionizing it and scaling oh, yeah, it, scaling it. i think that's going to that we're still a little far from that uh, but you can definitely get very
1: far right now uh, built Vino in the early days image recognition so recognizing wine labels it wasn't really that hard It was pretty well-known technology uh, but the guys that helped us build it they said yeah, yeah a lot of people can do it if you have one picture matching with 100 picture pictures what if you have 10 million pictures like now mm-hmm. it's a totally different game so scaling is just different than building a prototype right
0: Absolutely. At at the same time, uh, there is some news coming out of uh, my my community kind of thing. So a couple days ago, there's a company called Vercel. So Vercel mostly works within the infrastructure of of the web uh, and building things for the web. Now, one of the things that Vercel released is this amazing demo uh, where they're essentially chatting, kind of like ChatGPT, but sometimes the GPT would actually reply with uh, what we call web components, which are like small web experiences. So The guy just said, I would like to uh, check Apple stock. And then it built him a stock ticker on the fly, right? So it built the experience. And then it said like, okay. And and then he highlighted in this stock ticker an area and asked the question and said, what happened here? Why did the stock dip? And it went and figured out what happened. So what's going on, this is very, very different than what we have right now. Essentially, it's generative AI within that's that's live so there's what's called server state or state in general uh in between both and i gotta get that too technical kind of, no, yes.
1: no you're already getting there but yeah but that was, that's interesting yeah. yes amazing okay this this has been cool i have one more thing i wanted to chat about here uh, before we end so the last section here is like questions and community and we've had a couple of questions the other thing i want to touch upon here is that look i'm doing this podcast here and i'm going to invest a lot of time and resources in it and uh, it's not going to be a huge profit center at least not from the beginning but but i wanted to have a podcast you know for founders dedicated to news stories you know by and for founders and and we're all busy so i wanted to to build that and doing that every again back to scale look we can do this this week but doing this every week it's going to be a lot of work you got this you got this yeah we'll see We'll see. But but what I wanted to do, I think, to, to maybe engage people a little bit is be very transparent and, and see this as a startup and in every single episode in the end, tell people exactly how many viewers we had last week and see if, you know, is there, you know, you know what's happening? Uh, are there new uh, listeners coming and so on? Maybe help people build a little bit. What do you think about that?
0: I love it. I'm I'm a massive fan of building public. Massive fan.
1: Yeah. And it applies a little bit of pressure here too. Um, uh, But I will say, when I talk to startups in the very early stage, I say, be a little bit careful with setting sort of clear goals. Say, I want a thousand downloads per week. I want uh, rather focus on growth because it's so hard to set goals when you you barely know what you're building. Uh, But I'm going to break that rule anyway. So, (laughs) I mean, the the thing I want to do here is to see, I mean, can... First of all, I want to commit to 10 episodes. I want to do this for 10 weeks. I'm going to have a break next week. This is my first, uh, our first episode here, seeing if everything works. Then I have a couple of weeks, and then I'm going on a weekly frequency every single... This one is going to be released, but not sort of uh, promoted. Um, but then I want to do 10 episodes. Um, and my goal here is to get to 10,000 uh, listeners per week, which is really quite uh, optimistic, but which... But it doesn't mean I have to have 10,000 by the end, but there's it got to be a trajectory. If we're 327 after 10 weeks, then I'm not going to keep going. But I want to see this as a product, right? I'm building a product. I want to improve it every single week and, and tell people about it every single week. And if, if it's good, you know, more people will come and listen, hopefully, right?
0: Exactly. What what I love about this is you're going to have a very uh, solid and short feedback loop, right? So week after yeah. week, you're going to know what's working, uh, what's not. And knowing you, you're you're amazing at building companies, listening to feedback, listening to people. So I think a lot of that is, is really going to play in your favor.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we will know and I will. The next episode, like I said, is coming in two weeks. Um, and, um, and I'm sure we're going to have you on again at some point for sure. Maybe it's going to be a little bit AI focused again because I'm sort of obsessed by it and you're really good at it. So <laughs> we should, should look forward to that. So I we're wait for 10,000 listeners. What, what I, do you
0: think uh, your biggest challenge is going to be uh, with
1: this new podcast? Um, look, I, so, so I spent a lot of time about on, uh, on this and figuring out. And sometimes you just think like, do people, are people even interested in this? Are they even going to listen? So I listen to a lot of these other podcasts and I love them. But would people find this interesting at all? Um, I'm sort of deciding it for me and maybe some people that are, are like me, but I have no idea if people find mm-hmm. this interesting or not. So I'm going to have to listen to that feedback and build it. This is an early version and we're going to keep improving it. So I, I just want to build an amazing product. And if I do that, I think the audience out there.
0: I love that. I love that.
1: Thank you. Cool. We have come to the end. Thank you very much for listening. I would love to hear some feedback. So please make sure you subscribe and follow. Give us as many stars as we deserve. Give us a rating and a review wherever you listen. This has been Founders Weekly. Now stop listening, go build something.